64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor SF Walker. I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk, their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today, we look at A Course in Miracles by Dr. Helen Shukman. In this video, we are reminded again, application rather than theory, and experience rather than theology. We specifically state that a universal theology is impossible, but a universal experience is not only possible, but necessary. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I do have and use that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. Knowledge is truth under one law, the law of love of God. Truth is unalterable, eternal, and unambiguous. It can be unrecognized, but it cannot be changed. It applies to everything that God created, and only what He created is real. It is beyond learning, because it is beyond time and process. It has no opposite, no beginning, and no end. It merely is. Now, the world of perception, on the other hand, is the world of time of change, of beginnings and endings. It is based on interpretation, not on facts. It is the world of birth and death, founded on the belief in scarcity, loss, separation, and death. It is learned rather than given. It is selective in its perceptual emphasis, unstable in its functioning, and inaccurate in its interpretations. Spirit is already perfect and therefore does not require correction. The body does not exist except as a learning device for the mind. Now this learning device is not subject to errors of its own because it cannot create. It is obvious then that inducing the mind to give up its miscreations, 
is the only application of creative ability that is truly meaningful. You may believe that you are responsible for what you do, but not for what you think. The truth is that you are responsible for what you think, because it is only at this level that you can exercise choice. What you do comes from what you think. You cannot separate yourself from the truth by giving autonomy to behavior. This is controlled by me automatically as soon as you place what you think under my guidance. Whenever you are afraid, it is a sure sign that you have allowed your mind to miscreate and have not allowed me to guide it. Before you choose to do anything, ask me if your choice is in accord with mine. If you are sure that it is, there will be no fear. The issue of authority is really a question of authorship. When you do have an authority problem, it is always because you believe that you are the author of yourself, and then you project your delusions onto others. You then perceive the situation as one in which others are literally fighting you for your authorship. <coughs> Eating of the fruit of the tree of knowledge is a symbolic expression for usurping the ability for self-creating. This is the only sense in which God and his creations are not co-creators. The belief that they are is implicit in the self-concept or the tendency of the self to make an image of itself. Images are perceived, not known. Knowledge cannot deceive, but perception can. You can perceive yourself as self-creating, but you cannot do more than believe it. You cannot make it true. And as I said before, when you finally perceive correctly, you can only be glad that you cannot. Many stand guard over their ideas because they want to protect their thought systems as they are. And learning means change. Change is always fearful to the separated because they cannot conceive of it as a move towards healing the separation. They always perceive it as a move toward further separation, because the se separation was their first experience of change. You believe that if you allow no change to enter into your ego, you will find peace. This profound confusion is possible only if you maintain that the same thought system can stand on two foundations. Nothing can reach spirit from the ego, and nothing can reach the ego from the spirit. Spirit can neither strengthen the ego, nor reduce the conflict within it. The ego is a contradiction. Yourself and God's self are in opposition.
They are opposed in source, in direction, and in outcome. They are fundamentally irreconcilable because spirit cannot perceive and the ego cannot know. They are therefore not in communication and can never be in communication. Nevertheless, the ego can learn, even though its maker can be misguided. It cannot, however, make the totally lifeless out of the life given. Perceiving something alien to itself in your mind, the ego turns to the body as its ally, because the body is not part of you. This makes the body the ego's friend. It is an alliance, frankly based on separation. If you side with this alliance, you will be afraid, because you are siding with an alliance of fear. The ego uses the body to conspire against your mind, and because the ego realizes that its enemy can end them both, merely by recognizing they are not part of you, they join in the attack together. <coughs> This is perhaps the strongest perception of all, if you consider what it really involves. The ego, which is not real, attempts to persuade the mind, which is real, that the mind is the ego's learning device, and further, that the body is more real than the mind is. No one in his right mind could possibly believe this and no one in his right mind does believe it. When a brother acts insanely, he is offering you an opportunity to bless him. His need is yours. You need the blessing you can offer. There is no way for you to have it except by giving it. This is the law of God, and it has no exceptions. When you deny, you lack, not because it is lacking, but because you have denied it in another, and are therefore not aware of it in yourself. Every response you make is determined by what you think you are and what you want to be is what you think you are. What you want to be then must determine every response you make. We have said that without projection there can be no anger, but it is also true that without extension there can be no love. These reflect a fundamental law of the mind, and therefore one that always operates. It is the law by which you create and were created. It is the law that unifies the kingdom and keeps it in the mind of God. To the ego, the law is perceived as a means of getting rid of something it does not want. To the Holy Spirit, it is the fundamental law of sharing by which you give 
what you value in order to keep it in your mind. <coughs> to the Holy Spirit, it is the law of extension. To the ego, it is the law of deprivation. It therefore produces abundance or scarcity, depending on how you choose to apply it. Now, this choice is up to you. But it is not up to you to decide whether or not you will utilize the law. Every mind must project or extend, because that is how it lives. And every mind is life. The ego always attacks on behalf of separation, believing it has the power to do this. It does nothing else, because its goal of autonomy is nothing else. The ego is totally confused about reality, but it does not lose sight of its goal. It is much more vigilant than you are, because it is perfectly certain of its purpose. You are confused because you do not recognize yours. You must recognize that the last thing the ego wishes you to realize is that you are afraid of it. For if the ego could give rise to fear, it would diminish your independence and weaken your power. Yet its one claim to your allegiance is that it can give power to you. The shadowy figures from the past are precisely what you must escape. They're not real, and they have no hold over you, unless you bring them with you. They carry the spots of pain in your mind, directing you to attack in the present, in retaliation for a past that is no more. And this decision is one of future pain. Unless you learn that past pain is an illusion, you are choosing a future of illusions and losing the many opportunities you could find for release in the present. The world can give you only what you gave it for being nothing but your own projection. It has no meaning apart from what you found in it and then placed your faith in. Be faithful unto darkness and you will not see because your faith will be rewarded as you give it. You will accept your treasure. And if you place your faith in the past, the future will be like it. Whatever you hold dear, you think is yours. The power of your valuing will make it so. <coughs> the happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. This is so essential to learning that it should never be forgotten. The guiltless learner learns easily because his thoughts are free. Yet this entails the recognition that guilt is interference, not salvation, and serves no useful function at all. Miracles are not in competition 
and the number of them that you can do is limitless. They can be simultaneous, and this is not difficult to understand once you conceive of them as possible at all. What is more difficult to grasp is the lack of order, of difficulty that stamps the miracle as something that must come from elsewhere, not from here. From the world's viewpoint, this is impossible. Would you be hostage to the ego or host to God? Let this question be asked you by the Holy Spirit every time you make a decision. For every decision you make does answer this and invites sorrow or joy. Accordingly, when God gave himself to you in your creation, he established you as host to him forever. He has not left you, and you have not left him. All your attempts to deny his magnitude and make his son hostage to the ego cannot make little whom God has joined with him. <clears throat> Every decision you make is for heaven or for hell. It brings you the awareness of what you decided for. Forgiveness lies in communication as surely as damnation lies in guilt. It is the Holy Spirit's teaching function to instruct those who believe communication to be damnation, that communication is salvation. And he will do so for the power of God in him. And you is joined in a real relationship so holy and so strong that it can overcome even this without fear. It is though the holy instant of what seems impossible is accomplished, making it evident that it is not impossible. In the holy instant, guilt holds no attraction since communication has been restored, and guilt, whose only purpose is to disrupt communication, has no function here. Here there's no concealment and no private thoughts. The willingness to communicate attracts communication to it and overcomes loneliness completely. There is complete forgiveness here. There's a tendency to fragment and then to be concerned about the truth of just a little part of the whole. And this is but a way of avoiding or looking away from the whole towards what you think you might be better able to understand. For this is but another way in which you would still try to keep understanding to yourself. A better and far more helpful way to think of miracles is this. You do not understand them either in part or in whole, yet they have been done through you. Therefore, your understanding cannot be necessary. Yet is it, it is simply possible to accomplish what you do not understand. And so there must be something in you that does not understand.
This is a year of joy in which your listening will increase and peace will grow with its increase. The power of holiness and the weakness of attack are both being brought into your awareness. And this has been accomplished in a mind firmly convinced that holiness is weakness and attack is power. Should not this be a sufficient miracle to teach you that your teacher is not of you? But remember also that whenever you listen to his interpretation, the results have brought you joy. Would you prefer the results of your interpretation, considering honestly what they had been? God wills you better. Could you not look with greater charity on whom God loves with perfect love? Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. It is not necessary to seek for what is true, but it is necessary to seek for what is false. Every illusion is one of fear, whatever form it takes. And the attempt to escape from one illusion into another must fail. If you seek love outside yourself, you can be certain that you perceive hatred within and are afraid of it. And yet peace will never come from the illusion of love, but only from its reality. You have made very real relationships even in this world, yet you do not recognize them because you have raised their substitutes to such predominance that when truth calls to you, as it does constantly, you answer with a substitute. Every special relationship you have made has as its fundamental purpose the aim of occupying your mind so completely that you will not hear the call of truth. In a sense, the special relationship was the ego's answer to the creation of the Holy Spirit, who was God's answer to the separation. For although the ego did not understand what had been created, it was aware of a threat. The whole defense system, the ego evolved to protect the separation from the Holy Spirit, was in response to the gift with which God blessed it, and by his blessing enabled it to be healed. This blessing holds within itself the truth about everything, and the truth is that the Holy Spirit is in close relationship with you because in Him is your relationship with God restored to you. The relationship with Him has never been broken because the Holy Spirit has not been separate from anyone since the separation. And through Him have all your holy relationships been carefully preserved.
to serve God's purpose for you in any situation in which you are uncertain the first thing to consider very simply is what do I want to come of this what is this for the clarification of the goal belongs at the beginning for it is this which will determine the outcome now in the ego's procedure this is reversed the situation becomes the determiner of the outcome which can be anything the reason for this disorganized approach is evident the ego does not know what it wants to come of the situation as it is aware of what it does not want but only that it has no positive goal at all with a clear-cut positive goal set at the outset the situation just seems to happen and it makes no sense until it has already happened then you look back at it and try to piece together what it must have meant and you will be wrong not only is your judgment in the past but you have no idea what should happen no goal set with which to bring the means in line and now the only judgment left to make is whether or not the ego likes it is it acceptable or does it call for vengeance the absence of a criterion for outcome set in advance makes understanding doubtful and evaluation impossible the goal of truth has further practical advantages if the situation is used for truth and sanity his outcome must be peace and this is quite apart from what the outcome is if peace is the outcome of truth and sanity and cannot be without them where peace is they must be truth comes of itself if you experience peace it is because truth has come to you and you will see the outcome truly for deception cannot prevail against you you will recognize the outcome because you are at peace here again you see the opposite of the ego's way of looking for the ego believes the situation brings the experience the Holy Spirit knows that the situation is as the goal determines it and its experience according to the goal this is the only thing that you need do for vision happiness release from pain and the complete escape from a sin all to be given to you say only this but mean it with no reservation for here the power of salvation lies I am responsible for what I see I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal 
I would achieve and everything that seems to happen to me I ask for and receive as I have asked. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. Would God have left the meaning of the world to your interpretation? If he had, it has no meaning, for it cannot be that meaning changes constantly. And yet it is true. The Holy Spirit looks upon the world as with one purpose, changelessly established, and no situation can affect its aim. But it must be in accord with it, for only if its aim could change with every situation could each one be open to interpretation, which is different every time you think of it. You add an element into the script you write for every minute in the day, and all that happens now means something else. You take away another element, and every meaning shifts accordingly. What do your scripts reflect except your plans for what the day should be? And thus you judge disaster and success, advance, retreat, gain and loss. These judgments all are made according to the roles the script assigns. The fact that they have no meaning by themselves is demonstrated by the ease with which these labels change with other judgments made on different aspects of experience. And then in looking back, you think you see another meaning it what went on before. What have you really done except to show that there was no meaning there? But you assigned a meaning in the light of goals that change with every meaning shifting as they change. A common purpose is the only means whereby perception can be stabilized. And one interpretation given to the world and all experience is here. In this shared purpose, is one judgment shared by everyone and everything you see. You do not have to judge, for you have learned one meaning has been given everything, and you are glad to see it everywhere. It cannot change, because you would perceive it everywhere unchanged by circumstance. And so, you offer it to all events, and let them offer you stability. And there you have it, a course in miracles. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too, and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. The link to this book is in the description below. Buy it 
read, never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.